Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Alana, welcome to our show. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your story um, and how you're helping women? Yeah, sure. So my story goes that from the age of about 11, I struggled with my mental health, particularly depression. Uh, And I spent many, many years of my life trying to understand what was, quote, wrong with me or why I couldn't be happy like other people. I literally have felt suicidal more times than I could count. And I got to the point where it's like, okay, well, I know that I'm not going to take my own life. So if I'm going to stay on this planet, I have to figure out how to do it in a different way that isn't bringing me to these crisis after crisis of feeling like I just want to die. And I did a lot of personal development, a lot of self-help throughout my life. And while it helps somewhat, maybe in the moment, it didn't seem to change the fundamental dynamic of my life. And so, and I reached this point where it felt like what I was going through, no one that I reached out to for support could help me, whether it was a therapist or some sort of healer, practitioner. And so I really started to look for my own solutions and my own answers. And Bit by bit, I started to bring in different pieces that were sort of like pieces to the puzzle that when I put them all together, finally made that lasting difference, got me out of struggling with suicidal depression and really to a place of feeling quite happy in my life. But it was quite the journey. And I really, and it took me, you know, 20 years or something to really get what was going on. And and as I had these insights, I started to see that other women we're struggling in a lot of similar ways and also missing a lot of the same information that I didn't have that if they had, it would make a real lasting difference. And that's part of why I decided to write a book is I wanted other people to have the same tools and information that I was missing for so long that when I got it really helped me turn my life around. So when, when we talk about like our, our journey through healing, which is a lot about what I talk about in the podcast with different guests and healing mm-hmm. different parts of you, but that journey is not an easy journey. Can you tell us what your journey looked like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Because it's like, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I love the meme. There's a meme that I have um, and it's like, what spiritual awakening looks like or what people think spiritual awakening looks like, which is like sitting on the yoga mat, meditating. What it actually looks like is a girl is just, her hair is all messed up. She's like lying in bed and going, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Um, Like that sort of dark night of the soul trauma. Um, So definitely I have been to those places, been on my knees, um, praying for answers um, it's also looked like, um, you know, going to a lot of different people and, and trying to find answers for myself, a lot of self-inquiry and like, what is really going on with me? Um, feeling like, why doesn't my life work? Why can't I get my life to work? Why is life so hard when it seems to be relatively 
more simple and easy for the people around me. What am I, what am I missing? And we think it's easy for the people around you, but as you add more and more people that we talk to, it is an ugly journey, <laughs> but at the end, it's a beautiful journey. I describe that journey as it, you know, myself is, um, if you ever been to New York city in the summer, the garbage outside really reeks mm -hmm. because it's the summer, it's the piles of garbage in the city. And I'm like, that was the baggage. So <laughs> it's like, so as you heard, you know, just describing the hot garbage <laughs> as a journey, um, every journey is raw, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and the, there's a message out there in the world, especially in personal development and self-help um, and in like new age and spiritual circles is this idea of like, life can just be wonderful and happy and beautiful. And if you just work on your consciousness, your energy, your thinking, then life is going to be this beautiful, wonderful, magical journey. And I actually talk about that in my book, Finding Your Own Happy, is that um, it's actually the journey of spiritual awakening and personal development is often excruciating actually and messy and yeah. hard and if you know that it can actually help the process because you stop judging yourself for going through something difficult and you know like the way that I think of it is like life is challenging I have the choice to either succumb to the challenge and let it be greater than me or I have the choice to rise to the occasion of whatever I'm experiencing and be greater than it, work myself through it, learn through it, and come to a new level of strength and understanding. Um, in college, I studied shamanism. And one of the things that really stuck with me was that, that journey and the version of sort of from all these different cultures, like repeatedly they talk about the hardship and the initiation and the suffering and sometimes those shamans like struggled with something for 20 years before they stepped into their true power and that always helped me like sort of buffer what I was going through to say okay this is part of the journey part of the journey is grappling with the painful stuff of life and learning how to you know be an alchemist and transform it into something um, of value for your life Absolutely. And there's ebbs and flows. And we have to be, I always tell clients that I work with, you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to be gentle with yourself because it's, it's, we think we're building a bed. We think we're building a dresser from Ikea or something. And that, you know, you follow this direction, you put the screw in here, you tighten it, you loosen it, you put these shelves, section A, B, C, match this and this, that it's going to be, um, perfect that you'll have your, your bookshelf. But in fact, you might be missing some screws. And yeah. Yeah, you have to go back to the store a few times and it, you might not have the right wrench or screwdriver or whatever. And it takes some time to build yourself, but you have to be patient. And there's also a piece that I think is super important, which is the, the cultural context and the societal context in which we live. And again, I talk about this in finding your own happy, which is that, um, the messages that we get from our society and our culture are about being happy all the time, having a great life that, you know, this, if you're suffering, if you're struggling with something, you're doing it wrong. And also another big piece that it took me a while to understand is that your experience, yes, it's individual, but it's also collective. 
And we are affected by the environments we're in, the people that we're around, the cultural um, beliefs, context, et cetera. And if you don't look at the context and condition with in which you live and how it's impacting you, it can be really easy to internalize everything that you're struggling with as something wrong with you and a problem with you, rather than saying, I'm in an unhealthy environment and maybe I'm having an, what I call an emotionally appropriate response to the context or the condition that I'm in. And that if I could shift some of the stuff that's happening around me, then I might um, have an easier time. And also I'm a very sensitive person. And so for sensitive people, I think they struggle a bit more with the sort of challenging, adverse, and not life-supporting, human-supporting kind of conditions of our society and our world. And so um, in my book, I talk about the canary in the coal mine, which is um, this reference to um, sending a sensitive bird into the mine to see if it was safe, basically. And the canary could detect the poisonous gases way before the the people could. And so as a sensitive person, it's like we sense that there's something off. There's something not quite right about the environment or the situation in a way that people who are a little more um, tolerant of adversity or a little less sensitive don't notice at first. So it's actually in some ways you're suffering or you're like, Something's not right here is actually you being aware of something before other people are. Right. So you moved into coaching women, obviously, because you had your own experiences. And can you talk a little bit about that, about um, these deep rooted feelings that women have that they don't feel like they're either good enough or they're never going to find they're happy. And it's, it's internalized, right? Because it depends on our story, on our experiences, on our past traumas. Um, what I say are adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. And so um, tell us about your coaching and helping women. Yeah, sure. Well, it's funny that you bring up the child, the adverse childhood experience, because that's something that I see over and over and over again, is that most of the people that I talk with that have struggled with some form of depression throughout their lives have trauma from their childhood that they haven't adequately addressed. And that's a huge piece. And a huge piece of not feeling good enough is, is that, that unresolved trauma. One of the things that I discovered in my own journey, so before I got into coaching, I spent a lot, a lot of my first half of my career working with kids and children and child development and, and so forth. And um, out of that work, one of the things that I discovered is that part of what people keeps people stuck from healing is if they've never been allowed to have an emotionally appropriate response to what happened to them. So, and there's reasons for that. If if you grew up in a in a conflictual family, uh, unless you have an empathetic person in your life that can hear your pain and hear what happened for you, you're not going to be able to process it because you need to maintain your attachment to your caregiver. So you're going to find all sorts of ways to minimize it, to justify it, to blame yourself, to internalize it. A lot of it is internalized, right? Um, and then you don't really see reality for what it was. You don't really see what happened in that situation, the unkindness, the abuse, whatever it was. 
And I've seen over and over again, when I finally sit with a client and give them the empathy and give them the care for that hurting little girl, I mean, in one session, like so much transforms because finally that five-year-old, and I talk to people who are like 50s, 60s, they've been carrying this pain from five years old that they never got to be heard or seen around. And when they can finally cry the tears and have that emotionally appropriate response, there's a huge deal of freedom that comes because we can tort ourselves so much to keep that awareness and that understanding of what actually happened sort of away. Hidden, deep, buried. Hidden, yeah, deeply hidden and away and out of conscious awareness because it's too painful and it means disconnecting from people that we needed to love us. Uh, And so to me, that's like one of the keys in one of the pathways into the beginning of healing is to really, and it requires, I think in my experience, it requires an empathetic witness. So it's really hard work to do on your own. You need someone else to be able to hold that space for you and care for you and your pain so that you can express it and let it go. Absolutely. Alana, so what are some tools or, or tools? I would say tools because I'm, I'm always talking about tools because tools are re- really important. These are things mm-hmm. that you can put into your toolbox and your little buckets or whatever you want to call it that you would give to listeners who have struggled with some adverse childhood experiences, who have had trauma, who have suffered from depression, anxiety, who've been mm-hmm. told stories that they are not good enough, that they're not worthy. Or, or I always talk about intergenerational transmission of pain and trauma, which mm-hmm. is absolutely from your family and genetically and, and passed on to you these stories that we continue to tell ourselves. What are some tools that you would tell a client that has experienced yeah. the, these things um, to get them to move forward, to find happiness, because people find like happiness is just a, um, an instant moment thing. I'm happy today because I got good news. I spent time with a loved one. I got extra money. And then that quickly fades. And then to move on to the next. Yeah. Well, my definition of happiness is actually, there's two things. There's happiness, the emotion, and there's happiness, like a content or well-being state of being, which includes full range of emotion, including grief and sadness, but it's like a congruency and a um, lack of inner, like inner turmoil and conflict. Mm -hmm. And so that's the fundamental happiness that I'm talking about. And now as far as tools, one of the ones that I give, and again, I talk about in finding your own happy is to ask yourself, is this mine? So if you're telling yourself a story about yourself, uh, or you're even having a feeling come up, especially for us empathic and sensitive people, if you're having a feeling come up, like, is this my feeling or am I absorbing somebody else's energy or somebody else's feeling? Um, you know, beliefs about yourself, like, where did that come from? Is this actually my belief about myself? Or is it a belief about me that I took on from somebody else? And then love that one. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Is this actually true? Like, is that true? How do I know that it's true? Um, And then another piece that I've been thinking about a lot just recently um, in, so there's a place where like, especially I go back to like the self-help and the personal development, because there's a lot of great stuff there. And there's also a lot of stuff that I felt like 
hindered me rather than helped me and made me blame myself Mm -hmm. even more. And one of those stories is like, nobody can, like, you're responsible for your experience. Nobody can hurt you, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And um, I've really, in the last couple of years, taken on the perspective of like, actually, no, um, people, people hurt people. And that it's actually a place of power, not victimhood, to recognize somebody else is responsible for this pain. Somebody else's actions, behaviors, words, choices, whatever it is, has inflicted pain in my being. Mm -hmm. And the practice that I've, I've taken on, the tool I've taken on is to say, to, this is not my pain. This is the pain of somebody. I am going to give this pain back to the person that it belongs to and give the responsibility for this pain back to the person that it, because my tendency is to take responsibility for everything and think it's my fault or think I need to work through it. And it's like, no, if somebody hurts you, the responsibility for that hurt is not in you. It's in them. It was their actions and their choices and the way that they showed up in your life that contributed to that hurt. So make them responsible. Stop being the one that takes on all the responsibility and give it back. And that has softened it for me. It doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. Right. But the place that I go of like, you know, internalizing it so much is like, no, okay. Um, you hurt, you did hurt me like this, what the way that you showed up was hurtful and I'm going to give that back to you and know that it's on your poor behavior, not on who I am as a person, not on my value, my lovability, my enoughness. It's your, you, it's, it's like you chose to do that because you chose to be that way. Right. Not it's, it's like I said, what's happened to you, not what's wrong with you. And yeah. so giving it back is also just to bring it kind of in full circle so people can really under, understand um, is it's almost like a forgiveness journey. It's like, this is for them. Mm-hmm. This, not, not yeah, this is for them. Just for you, but you're also just releasing yourself from them, which I yeah. love. And it, Throwing the basketball back, like, boom, here you go. <laughs> yeah, Take it out of exactly. One. And to recognize... It came, I listened to it, like actually a few podcasts that had to do with um, um, women who had been sexually abused in one way or another and the journey of like healing and um, like just this shift to say the, that person chose to do it because they chose to do it. Yeah. And they chose to, you know, hurt me because they chose to hurt me. Yes. And if, if that's on them. And the only thing that's different is like, they could have made a different choice. I didn't do anything mm-hmm. that was, was part of that. And I'm so, to heal me for me, not for them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the healing journey is about yourself and how do you, how do you take your own power back? And, and for me, it's a beauty, like it helps me recover my own sense of self-worth and my own like beauty and care and like, no, I'm still a beautiful, kind, caring, loving person. Mm -hmm. And the fact that somebody else couldn't see that or chose to, to show up in a way that didn't honor that is on them, not on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to remove that influence from my life and have better boundaries. So boundaries is a big part also of happiness and mental health, have a better boundary to say, you know, you, you don't get to cross this line and I'm going to take care of my 
my beautiful self. Now that I know that, you know, your entry into my life in a, to a certain level is harmful, I'm, I'm going to keep you out. Right. Protect my space, protect my energy. Yeah, absolutely. Alana, so is there anything else that you would want to leave uh, our listeners, especially with this and, and women struggling right now? Something that I say a lot to the people in my community and that I work with is, um, what if there's actually not anything wrong with you? What if you just haven't learned to understand your experience and what is happening for you in a way that makes sense, in a way that you can change it to be happier? I really don't even like the word dysfunction, disorder, because I believe through all of for all of the years that I've been doing this work and working on myself, that we actually function exceptionally well. There's always a reason or purpose behind what we're choosing, what our behavior is doing, often at the subconscious level. And when you discover that, and when you start to work with that, you also discover your innocence. And you also discover that like you are doing the very best that you can with what you have there's not anything broken, wrong, or screwed up about you. You just don't understand what all the pieces are and what they're trying to do for you to help you to survive, to help you to be safe and to um, have a good life. And of course, it feels like when you're going through anxiety or feeling suicidal, it feels like, no, this sucks. It must be something wrong with me. But for me, even like the suicidal level depression, there was a purpose behind it. There was a reason behind it. There was something that my being was trying to serve and trying to do for me that, you know, obviously the strategy was a little messed up, but there was something I was trying to accomplish at a very deep subconscious level that when I got to what was really behind it, it would shift for me. Like I've gone from like intense, like, I don't want to be here to like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, I feel fine. And I feel happy again. Mm -hmm. And so when you can get to the root of what's really going on for you, it really can change like literally in an instant. Love it. Alana, where can people find you? I know you have your book on, it's on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. If you want a physical copy of my book, definitely go to Amazon um, or wherever you like to buy your books and you can buy a, a copy there. I also share it for free um, on my website, uh, healingmindsandhearts.com. So you can pick up a free copy there. Um, it's a PDF copy if you want that. And then um, the place that I connect most with people is on Facebook. I have an active Facebook group called Finding Your Own Happy. So just search Finding Your Own Happy and you can join me in my Facebook community where we talk about all this kind of stuff and I do free classes and um, share other resources and so forth. Alana, thank you so much for spending your time and being here with me. I know we're in two different time zones, but um, this this was such fruitful conversation, especially with in light of everything that's going on um, and where we are as human beings in this world and navigating this world. And I'm grateful that you were able to give us some information, especially for those suffering from traumas, mental illness, um, think chaotic ways of thinking or environments that have changed their way of thinking um, to really motivate people to move into a different space in their life and a happier space. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, this is my passion. So I'm so grateful to be able to, to share some of my perspective because I think it's, it's different than what a lot of other people are talking about and, you know, may it be a contribution and really 
inspire if you're struggling, if you're out there struggling, may it inspire you to know that there is hope. There is a way out and through whatever you're going through. And it is possible to get to a place of feeling at peace with yourself and truly happy. Yes. Thank you, Alana. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.